This is KJZZ's SUNUP. It's your daily news update from Phoenix, the state, and the region. Good morning, I'm Bruce Drummond, filling in for Phil. This podcast is a daily digest of the day's events in Arizona. It's Monday, March 13th. Welcome to a new week. So let's see what's in the news. Arizona Corporation Commissioners could vote publicly tomorrow on whether to launch an ethics investigation of a new member who used to be a lobbyist for a gas utility. Commissioner Kevin Thompson drew the complaint over his January trip to New York City for meetings with financial institutions that invest in Arizona utilities. Matthew Casey reports. Thompson put on Facebook that the message he delivered in New York was that Arizona will loosen its regulatory grip. He's accused of breaking an ethics rule against meeting with industry representatives with interests affected by commission decisions. And Thompson is being called on to not vote in a pair of cases before the commission in which utilities are seeking customer rate increases. Thompson denies wrongdoing in a response letter. He writes that roughly $1,200 in trip expenses were paid out of his office travel account, and he denies having talked to anyone in New York about anything pending before the commission. Matthew Casey, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Arizona legalized sports gambling in September of 2021, just before that year's NFL season kicked off. The final numbers are now in for 2022, the first full year of wagering in the state. And as Ignacio Ventura reports, people are betting more. Sports wagers totaled more than $572 million in December, according to the State Department of Gaming. That's a nearly 15% jump from the previous December and total wagers in 2022 exceeded $6 billion. For context, that's $2 billion more than the record-setting price the Phoenix Suns sold for in December when Matt Ishbia agreed to pay $4 billion for a majority stake of the Suns and Phoenix Mercury. In February, Arizona became the first state with legalized sports gambling to host a Super Bowl. Ignacio Ventura, KJZZ News, Phoenix. The National Park Service recently released visitation numbers for last year. And as Ron Dungan reports, one Arizona park was the second most visited in the nation. The Grand Canyon had nearly 5 million visitors last year, which put it slightly ahead of Zaya National Park in Utah and on track to get back to pre-pandemic levels. One reason for the increase is growth in international travel, which virtually dried up during the pandemic. And with travelers and spring break filling up lodging in the South Rim, park spokeswoman Joelle Baird said another year of high traffic could be in the works. It's looking to be a busy spring, I would imagine. So we're anticipating it might be similar to last year and, and maybe even busier. Before the pandemic, the park saw about 6 million visitors annually. Ron Dungan, KJZZ News, Phoenix. A Canadian Supreme Court justice has been placed on leave after a physical altercation at a Paradise Valley resort. As Ignacio Ventura reports, Justice Russell Brown's conduct is now being reviewed by the Canadian Judicial Council. Brown was in Arizona in January as retired Canadian Justice Louise Arbour was being honored by ASU at the Montelusia Resort. The altercation, involving Brown and a man named Jonathan Crump, took place shortly after the ceremony. In a complaint to the Canadian Judicial Council, Crump alleged that Brown harassed his friends and followed them back to their hotel room. A confrontation ensued with Crump punching Brown in the face. Crump's group later called Paradise Valley Police, who made no arrest and described the incident as a brief physical altercation between two intoxicated males. In a statement, Brown said he did not instigate the altercation and that the comments made by Crump were demonstrably false. Ignacio Ventura, KJZZ News, Phoenix. This month, Tempe began testing what's called an all-pedestrian crosswalk. 
The pilot project at Mill Avenue and 5th Street does allow cars to go through, but when it's pedestrians' turn, traffic stops entirely to allow them to cross safely in any direction, even diagonally. The diagonal route was a time-saver for Garrett and M. Baker, who went directly from the southeast to the northwest corner. This is the first time I saw the signs and I was like, yeah, all right, cool. The couple said they liked the added convenience for pedestrians, although this wasn't their first time crossing an intersection diagonally. I was going to say, I don't know if I've done it legally, but I know I've done it before. <laughs> the pilot, which began Wednesday, will run for four weeks. The nomination deadline for Arizona Humanities' Hands-On Awards is rapidly approaching. Tom Maxidon has more on the annual ceremony. Since 1990, awards celebrating the humanities in a variety of ways, including academic scholarship, community engagement, student or young professional leadership, and K-12 education have been bestowed. Speaking during last year's virtual award ceremony, Arizona State University Dean of Humanities Jeffrey Cohen said the humanities have never been more important. The humanities allow us to dream how the world can be better because of practical problem-solving skills we need in a world that's full of crises to try to build things better, to try to imagine things better, to find a way forward together. Nominations close Friday, March 17th. Find out how to nominate someone by visiting kjzz.org. Tom Maxidon, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Tempe became a dementia-friendly city in 2016. It was the first city in Arizona to do so. A lot has happened since then, including a global pandemic. Kathy Ritchie tells us what's ahead for this community. Marie Raymond is Tempe's human services manager. She says since the city started providing resources seven years ago, they've seen their numbers grow. We expanded from two memory cafes per month to three. We had such a demand for services that we did this expansion. Cafes offer care partners a chance for respite while their loved ones are participating in another activity. Lately, they're packed. Yet in some ways, that growth is bittersweet. I think there are way more people and family members who are experiencing experiencing the impacts of dementia or Alzheimer's, and they're finally becoming aware that there are resources and support. Raymond says staff from other Valley cities are coming to memory cafes because they're starting similar programs. She also says there are plans to create a Spanish-language memory cafe. Kathy Ritchie, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Nearly 90,000 people are diagnosed with Parkinson's disease each year, according to the Parkinson's Foundation. The organization recently received an $800,000 grant to assist those living with the disease in Arizona. The money will fund research conducted at Barrow Neurological Institute, according to James Beck at the Parkinson's Foundation. People all throughout the world experience Parkinson's disease. And so, you know, the advances we make here uh, in Arizona, the advances we make here in the United States have an opportunity to really impact uh, people globally. Beck said the grant would help with expenses associated with the PD Generation Initiative that provides genetic testing and counseling to participants with the disease. The Arizona Coyotes have struggled in their first season playing at Mullet Arena in Tempe. But a championship cup will soon be hoisted on their home ice. Here's Ignacio Ventura once again. The Premier Hockey Federation is a professional women's league consisting of seven teams from the U.S. and Canada. And although there are no teams west of Minnesota, the league recently announced that its championship game will be played this month at the Coyotes' new home in Tempe. Commissioner Reagan Carey says playing the game in Arizona is part of the league's efforts to grow the sport and showcase women's hockey in new markets. The league's semifinals will begin next week, and the championship game will be played March 26, following the Coyotes' afternoon game against the Colorado Avalanche. 
Ignacio Ventura, KJZZ News, Phoenix. A new report from AARP looks at the financial costs of family caregiving for loved ones living with chronic, disabling, or serious health conditions. As Kathy Ritchie tells us, the unpaid work provided by family members is valued at an estimated $600 billion. The numbers at the national level are staggering, and they're not much better in Arizona. The unpaid care provided by the roughly 850,000 caregivers in this state comes in at $14.5 billion. That's an increase of almost $4 billion since 2019. This latest report highlights some myriad challenges facing families who care for parents and spouses. For example, more than 60% of family caregivers juggle a job with their caregiving responsibilities. The report offered recommendations including tax credits and expanding respite services. Kathy Ritchie, KJZZ News, Phoenix. In sports, after beating UCLA to win the Pac-12 tournament on Saturday, the U of A men's basketball team will be moving into March Madness this week. Arizona has a number 2 NCAA tournament seed in the South region, and they'll face Princeton in a first-round game on Thursday. And the ASU men's team is also headed for the tournament. They'll face off against Nevada in a first-round game in Ohio on Thursday. The Grand Canyon University men won the Western Athletic Conference Championship this weekend, and they're headed to Denver to play Gonzaga in the tourney on Friday. The Suns are in the Bay Area tonight to take on the Warriors. Phoenix has won seven of its last ten games, but they'll be without star forward Kevin Durant as he continues to recover from an ankle sprain. In hockey, the Coyotes came back from two goals down to beat Minnesota last night, 5-4. Clayton Keller scored big for Arizona with the game-tying goal in the third period and the winner in overtime. And that does it for this version of KJZZ's SunUp, Arizona's morning news podcast for Monday, March 13th. I'm Bruce Drummond. Phil is on vacation. Have a good day, and we'll talk again tomorrow.